Welcome back to the podcast that rock weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock metal alternative and everything in between with me again is Gretchen say hello Gretchen hello Gretchen oh there's the joke (laughs) 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 that was funnier than the joke (laughs) hey (laughs) thank you all for tuning in I see people filing in on YouTube hopefully people are starting to pop in on Twitch as well since the notification is always a little bit late to go out thank you guys again for letting us joining us again this Tuesday evening I probably I'm just going to jump right into it with if you've already seen the title of this episode with the Grammys and the aftermath of 2021 I think everyone's aware pretty much now of all the winners, the losers, the reactions, what happened, what didn't happen, um, how TV appropriate behavior is no longer a thing. So let's just go there. New time slot. What? No. You know, sometimes I'll get like comments on YouTube and Twitch and like that just people don't wait. They just put out their thoughts. Is this a new time slot? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. You know, that type of thing. I'm having issues. I can't stream. Is everyone else having problems with their stream? I'm having problems with the stream, and it's just one person. Oh, dear. So, whatever. Thank you guys again. My little rant. Okay, see, I see people on Twitch now, too. So, the Grammys. 2021, they're in the books. We see a lot of different stuff um, from reactions from artists, the people in the industry. Did everyone watch it on YouTube and Twitch? Did everyone watch it? Trick question. I know you didn't watch it because apparently very few people did. The, okay. v- the views came in this morning. Less than 50% of last year's viewing audience tuned in for this year. Mm-hmm. That is less than, or excuse me, that is more than 8 million subscribers a deficit. Over 8 million people watched last year than they did this year. Wow. That <laughs> is... That is someone's losing their job. That is CBS going, screw this. We're never doing the Grammys again. And Mm -hmm. I know they are doing the Grammys again. Eight million is still a huge number. But man, um, that is catastrophic for the Grammys. And I want to give credit to 105.7 The Point on the morning show, The Rizzuto Show. It's also the number one podcast in Missouri and Illinois for all Chicago and St. Louis and things like that, too. They brought up an excellent point that I'm going to replicate here for discussion the grammys focus on one demographic now it used to be back when gretchen and i were growing up generation before us growing up and after growing us growing up it used to be they would aim at all fields of music country was covered rock was covered alternative was definitely covered hip-hop and rap were covered even though they weren't really always in the pri- uh in the spotlight pop was covered And then you had stuff like bluegrass, comedy, spoken word. They were all given a little bit of time to shine. Just a little. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. It is all targeted heavily on the young youth radio pop. That's it. There'll occasionally be hip hop. There'll be occasionally be occasionally be a country, but still it's focused on pop. And those country and hip hop artists that win are usually more part of the pop side of things in itself. That's it. No further question. The Grammys have become the Teen Choice Awards. And I think that is so well said that they said that this morning. And like just thinking about that, are the Grammys now just completely eviscerating and uh, expunging rock and metal from even having any time? Which, we, that, which is not a new thing. They're doing this to country now. They're lowering hip-hop. It's all about pop. It's all about young artists with a lot of flash. And that's it. And legacy acts, too. Legacy acts, for sure. And I'm not to say that the Grammys did a bad job with their presentation on Sunday. They worked. They put a lot of effort into their uh, presentation. The performances actually had a lot of efforts to make it socially distant. Trevor Noah was pretty funny. And a lot of moments, too. He was. He did a good job as a host. I was going to say, he was very animated. He is. And also, I want to say that Beyonce, they stopped in the show when Beyonce was on stage just mm-hmm. to say, okay, Beyonce, you have now tied for the most Grammys of all time for any sing- single performer, that type of thing. That's a big deal. That's impressive. But still, 
The Grammys have focused hard on the youth and the young audience and the music they prefer. When you look at like Billie Eilish and stuff like that. And in 2021, all of the youth collectively said, what's the Grammys? That is a misfire and miscalculation if I have ever heard one. You think of it another way. Think of any other entertainment field. Sports. Let's go with sports. This is a great one. Okay. Um, Baseball has seen so many drops in audience retention over the years. World Series comes around, though. People watch. Mm-hmm. No matter what. And they're always at the mercy of what teams like make the World Series, though. So, mm-hmm. say the World Series, Game 7. We'll go back to Game 7, because that's always the big one. If, if it ever gets to Game 7. In 2011, had 25 million viewers. That's massive. Enormous. Say the following year, Game 7, only has 12.5 million viewers crisis you can't go from one year to the next for a live audience and sports may not be the best comparison but it's still a live audience in a show like that without people literally losing jobs and people and finances being ruined sponsorships being completely gone advertisers wanting their money back so it's not as cut and dry as sports think of it as something closer the academy awards if the Academy Awards in 2020 had, let's say, 10 million viewers, and the following year, this year coming up, because the Academy Awards will be in April, only has 5 million, you better believe there's going to be like a handing over responsibilities and duties to other people, a radical change. And I get quarantine and COVID is always going to have a big effect on that also. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same as it was. People were like like sending in application speeches and doing live presentations, and they had live artists there. But at the same time, that is a disaster for the Grammys on a year where they were already getting a lot of flack. They were. Whether your opinion, whatever, no matter what your opinion is on the Grammys, they were getting a lot of flack. Now, before we get to the rock and metal side of the Grammys, and I'll, I'll read over the winners and things like that. I got it pulled up. Um, I got to say, for presentation-wise, um, not presentation, performance-wise, the performances were all over the place. And I got to say... Um, for someone who's not a fan of WAP, the fact that they tried to perform WAG, wet and gushy, that, that doesn't make it better considering what, they, <laughs> what the ladies were doing on stage. Twerking, jiggling their breasts, grinding on each other. Just, just go all out at that point. I don't know. I, I mean, come on. Just go all out. Gretchen, do you remember when we were young? Ugh. Back in the day. When the Super Bowl performance with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Yes, I do remember that. You remember the world stopping, right? (laughs) And that's fair. The game didn't matter at that point. It didn't. It did not matter. There was no game after that. I was about to say, who even who who performed that year? Who who was in the Super Bowl? Wasn't it the Rams? It was the Rams. And uh, it might have been the Rams and Patriots because that was the first Patriots win. Someone can correct me on that if I'm wrong about that. But I know there was the Rams made it twice in a three year span. It might have it might have been it might have been the one year after the Rams made it the second time. I don't know. But still. I feel like I remember the Rams, but I I don't remember the Patriots. But Um, regardless, it was not the it was not the year the Rams won. Oh, no, it was Patriots and Panthers. My bad. There you go. Yeah, so it was I Patriots. Just, I okay. just Googled. <laughs> and I am Mormon. Uh, someone just asked that on Twitch. Yes, I am. So with WAG being on TV now and very few people blinking an eye, which is worse in the retrospect? Janet Jackson having her nipple exposed for what was it? A second? Maybe two? Mm-hmm. It could not have been two seconds. It couldn't have been. Anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. It was fast. It was fast. Or an entire performance of WAG. The WAG. <laughs> Guys, I would, I could explain to a toddler what happened with Janet Jackson. I can't explain to a toddler WAG with, two, the, with uh, the ladies on stage doing that. That's just me. Take that for what it's worth. You already know I'm not a fan of the song, though, so I am. I have obvious bias. Again, take that for what it's worth. 
So, when we move on to the Grammys, though, we talk about rock and metal alternative, because that's what the podcast is about. So let me go over the winners really quick as I pull my little cheat sheet over here. (laughs) Now, I'll save the biggest one that I have the most to say for last. Best alternative album went to Fiona Apple with Fetch the Bolt Cutters. That was one of my favorite albums of the year, so you're not going to hear me complain too much. Also, best rock performance went to Fiona Apple with Shamika. Now, when you go to alternative albums and rock performances, do I think there were better performances at rock? Yeah, absolutely, throughout the year. But of the nominees, there's only six, so I can't argue too much. Best rock song, Stay High by Brittany Howard of Alabama Shakes fame. Grammys love them some Alabama Shakes. She she could sneeze into a microphone for three minutes, and that'll win an award. It just will. It just will. Best Rock Album, The New Abnormal by The Strokes. I know John from ARTV is probably happy about that. Hmm. So very interesting about that one. And then we get to Best Metal Performance. The winner of the Best Metal Performance for 2021, Body Count with Bum Rush. Now, I, for one, have supported Body Count for many years. I have a picture of Ice-T performing with Body Count that Ice-T shared out on his own. Because he and Ernie loved the pictures I took in Chicago when I saw him. I support Body Count. I do not think this song should have won. That's just me. I think this should have gone to Code Orange, hands down, not a doubt in my mind. I had other friends who said Power Trip should have won this one. Um, I, had it, I saw other people saying Poppy. And Poppy performed a new song at the Grammys, too. Not on TV, yeah. obviously, because, <laughs> man, talk about being blown away if they wanted to at least give a little bit of shine to rock and metal. No, no, we can't have her on TV, though. <laughs> That'd get a talking points over. But still, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel that Bum Rush was not... And I, this, that was the best song on that new album for Body Count, too. But, man, oh, man. I stand. Yeah, I see a lot of people on Twitch saying, yeah, 100% gone to Code Orange, 100% to Code Orange. I don't have a problem with um, Body Count winning it. I just don't think this was the best song of the five nominated. That's just me. So. Wasn't in this moment yes. nominated? The in-between. That is correct. Yeah, that's right. So I do want to pull this out. So I'm going to try to find it and share what I see because this is a sweet little moment. So I'm going to try my best <laughs> to share my screen. Hopefully, Gretchen, you can hear. If not, this is very quick. Ta-da. I will imagine. Yes, you'll imagine. So if you can hear. So I have right here on screen for you guys right now. This is the Instagram from Ice-T because he was live streaming his reaction along with all the other metal performance and things like that. <laughs> Like turn it down a bit. And the Grammy goes to. And the Grammy goes to. Body count. Oh shit. Body counts. <laughs> and there's Ice T with his daughter. Sweet little moment. You know, it's on Instagram. And Ice T's talking. And I see he's talking about, oh, yeah, Grammys, whatever. Oh, we're nominated? Oh, we won? You know, <laughs> which to be fair, I'm sure is a lot of artists, too. So I wanted to share that also just with everyone. So I did thought that was a sweet little moment with Ice-T and the little one there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought That's that was. Cute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I See, I can talk about nice things happening with the Grammys and stuff. I can Good show job. nice stuff on this podcast. There's uh-huh. positivity on this podcast. <laughs> so I thought it was nice. As I move on from that, though, I just wanted to so show that wholesome iced tea. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Someone just said on the YouTube. And yes, I'm aware I have many tabs open. I'm running a podcast. Of course I have a lot of tabs open. Duh. I was about to say, who doesn't <laughs> Talk, have show, a lot of tabs open? Show me the streamer who doesn't have a ton of tabs open while they're streaming. I was about to say, I have nine tabs open right now, and I'm not even streaming. Yeah. So there we go. Last time I show you into my world on my computer, that's a lie. I'm going to have to do it all the time anyway. Um, Going back to Poppy, though, who is a nominee, Poppy nominated for a song. She performed the new song, Eat, 
at the Grammys. Hopefully, we'll be hearing that soon on Spotify. If we do hear that sooner, like on Friday, I will definitely add it to New Music Night. There's already been a ton of new music that released today. So Mm -hmm. I will definitely, I don't know if I'll start off New Music Night on Sunday with Poppy, but definitely check that out on Twitch. So I'm very happy that Poppy got to perform in front of a big audience in California. I would have loved to know what Trevor Noah thought about Poppy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would have, that would have made something, you know. Uh, whatever, whatever. That, that's besides the point. <laughs> so, when we talk about the backlash of the Grammys, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and I already talked about the ratings. The one big thing that everyone in the rock world is pretty much discre- decreeing as blasphemy and a disgrace is the lack of tribute to Eddie Van Halen in the in memoriam section of the Grammys. Now, some people were extremely classy about it, and some people were not. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know what you're going with on this one. Yeah, we'll start. <laughs> we'll start very briefly. Chris Jericho was one of the first to um, completely flip off the Grammys on Twitter, proverbially. Oh uh, it, so- it sounded like a drunk rant. And he ended with saying, don't ever nominate my band for a Grammy because we won't show up. Um, a lot of people replied to Chris Jericho, who I'm a fan of, uh, saying, Chris, you have nothing to worry about. They're like, bro, it's all right. Ouch. Ouch. But um, the main response that everyone was asking for is obviously going to be Wolfgang. You know, mm. that makes sense. What we didn't know until Wolfgang said something the day after is that he was asked to perform at the Grammys with all the other performers during the, at the memorial section. They asked him to perform Eruption. And he politely declined, saying he didn't think anyone could live up to what his father did. He, I, maybe part of it was because he didn't think he could do as good of a job. Those, that's an honest, un, understandable answer. I get that. However, as it went on and he saw the in memoriam where they showed the guitar for 15 seconds and showed a clip and played a clip of Eruption and then swiftly moved on to the next, he felt it was pretty unfair. Part of the reason was among the four songs performed during the memoriam section, like with Brittany Howard and Chris Martin and the other ones, uh, he just said rock and metal just did not matter. And Eddie Van Halen did so much more for musicians everywhere and it's guitar players everywhere than just a 15 second clip showing his guitar. And I agree with that. So I feel like, yeah, he got more than most of them, but at the same time, I understand Wolfgang's argument saying he should have more than 15 seconds. A quote from Wolfgang. It was my understanding that there would be an in memoriam section where bits of songs were performed for legendary artists that had passed. I didn't realize that they would have only shown pop for 15 seconds in the middle of four full performances for others we had lost. What hurt the most was that he wasn't even mentioned when they talked about artists we lost in the beginning of the show. That I agree with. Mm -hmm. I know rock is not the most popular genre right now, and the Academy does seem a bit out of touch, but I think it's impossible to ignore the legacy my father left on the instruments, the world of rock and music in general. There will never be another innovator like him. Wolfgang ended on a conciliary note. I'd love to get the opportunity to speak with the Recording Academy not only about the legacy of my father, but the legacy of rock genre moving forward. I think that was a very well-worded response out of disappointment. Mm-hmm. I think that was po- like very well said, not mm-hmm. raging, eh, but actually calculated, clear. And I love that he ended it with a proposal saying... I would love to meet with the Academy to talk about like how they look at rock going forward. Mm-hmm. How big of a deal would it be if even only the best rock album of the year, one category, one award was shown on TV. And then mm-hmm. they can go back to pop, 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 junior pop, young pop, whatever. That's a huge step up. If they would have had the strokes, accept their award for best album. Mm-hmm. Also, if you think about it, and this is, um, I'm bouncing back and forth. If they would have had Body Count accept the reward, that's iced tea. That's instant attention. Yeah. 
that's instant celebrity credit that the Academy desperately wants. And I feel that a lot of the voting in the rock and metal and alternative categories, as in most categories, a lot of the people voting vote for the names they know, not the actual, never hurting some of the song, all the songs. In the case of Body Count, ooh, Ice-T, I love Law & Order. Check. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm willing to bet. Yeah, I mean. And so, and I'm bouncing back and forth again. I apologize, but... You have the Academy who's out of touch. You have ideas proposed that could easily get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Now, with the best rock, uh, they could have had... That was a long Grammy show, too, with a lot to talk about. They could have had easily, number one, show the best rock album award. They could have done it early in the night. They could have done it in the first 30 minutes. Fine. Number two, if they would have done the best metal performance, Ice-T would have been on television accepting an award. That's an instant highlight reel moment right there. Instant. And number three, if they wanted a talking point for performances, having Poppy play for two minutes. Two minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Trevor, All that stuff could have happened in the first 45 minutes of the show, and they saved everything else for the pop and all the big names at the very end like they always want. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. That's not what they want. They want that young demographic, and they really... They didn't even double down on that. They tripled down on the young, pop-oriented gra- demographic for that the youth love, and they lost. CBS must be terrified to answer those rage-filled phone calls from advertisers. Oh, dear. I don't know, man. That's, that's rough. And again, the Academy, the Grammys, they put on a show worth talking about performance-wise. There were good performances. I'm not saying there weren't. They put in effort, but it's the direction and the aim that they had. And what blows my mind, too, country's doing pretty well right now. They weren't even really giving that much love to country. That, to me, it also screams out of touch. So... That's my armchair Monday morning quarterback of what the Grammys could have done. And keep in mind, two minutes of Poppy, two minutes of Best Rock Album, one minute for Best Metal Performance, and then 30 seconds for fillers and transitions of TV time, six minutes for Rock and Metal. And you would have had a lot of people much happier and I just gave you three talking points. So, I don't know. Will anyone listen to me? Probably not. Will I ever get a job doing this? I doubt it. Oh. But I like to think that there's other people that have these ideas. That I'm not just talking to a wall. So. <sighs> the Grammys. And a lot of people reacted to Eddie. Eddie Trunk was not happy. Eddie Van Halen, they was react to. Chris Jericho was not happy. Gary Sharon was not happy. I mean, Gary knows him. Uh, 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 there's a lot of reactions out there. I think Loudwire uh, collected all of them. So if okay. you're looking... Yeah, like they're loud, that's one good thing, thing that Loudwire is really good about. Collecting all the tweets or Instagram posts after yeah. a big event fire. It's like, here's what all these artists thought, you know? They're really good about that. So if you follow Loudwire on Twitter, you'll see those every now and then. That's great. So I think that's enough Grammy discussion. If you saw the Grammys, let me know. Hey, Mosh, thank you. Mosh just raided us with 38 people. We just got done talking about the Grammys. Mosh's favorite subject. Oh, dear. (laughs) Make sure to tell Mosh I said that word for word. Or Bees. Tell Bees I said that word for word. Mosh. Tell Bees I said that (laughs) word for word. Man, oh man, thank you guys for tuning in with us for the raid. Uh, long story short, the Grammys. Um, no rock or metal inclusion. We gave three ideas for what could help the Grammys out, totaling six minutes of airtime by showing two minutes of a popular performance and then having the best rock album, best metal performance be presented on TV. All could be done in six minutes. And then the Grammys just blew it. Grammys blew it bad. Yeah. Less than 50% viewers than the year before. So 
Raiders, welcome. Hopefully you guys are doing well on YouTube. Everyone, I think you're all really on the same page for what I'm saying. To campaign to help get the message. Hey, you know what? I appreciate you saying that, uh, Chris Doman in the YouTube chat. All I have to say, if you want to help them get the message, add people on Twitter. If you're on Twitter or Instagram, add people with what I'm saying and then tag me in it too. I'll retweet it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're talking about stuff that already happened. And I get that too. Oh yeah, someone. I apologize. Thank you. Because I was just listening to this person earlier. You didn't even touch the weekend not being nominated for a single award. I agree. He should have. Mm-hmm. Something. You don't have music like that that's like transcending all genres for after hours and blinding lights and not even get a nomination for anything. Performing at the Super Bowl and doing a good job under extreme circumstances. Yep. So. And it is cool that they invited Wolfgang, but and he declined, but it's just, yeah. <sighs> you know what? I just feel the Grammys are in a rough situation right now and they just made it worse. Will they change next year? I don't know. Because the Grammys are still... Now that I think about it, you look at some of the winners. Taylor. Gretchen, I know you love Taylor. Yes. Billie Eilish. Dua Lipa. Megan Thee Stallion. A core audience of those ladies are young teenagers. Just what the Mm -hmm. Grammys have been working for. And someone just said, Grammys have been wanked for years. Yes, they have. I think that's one of their... um, Slogans. (laughs) <laughs> Slogans. <laughs> We've been wanked for years. This is CBS. <laughs> oh God, the this is CBS. Oh yeah, this is CBS. We've been wanked for years because of the Grammys. Ugh. Oh dear. What'll happen next year with so many bands releasing new albums this year? I don't know. And again, it's not a hard 21, 21 to twenty twenty two. Like the cutoffs, like September or something like that. Hmm. So there's going to be a ton of weird, crazy stuff coming. Do not expect the Grammys of this year to be anything like next year. I do expect wildly different categories and people involved in categories. Will rock and metal get the love they deserve? I don't know. I doubt it. Maybe this will be the year. Maybe this will be the one year where they finally go, okay, we got to shake it up. Give rock a 10-minute segment. Present two categories. Have a two-minute performance. Done with rock and metal. Okay, next 10 minutes, country. We'll give you 20 minutes because we think country's bigger than rock right now. Give you two performances, present three categories. All done. Hmm. How much happier would people be, though, if they did that? Show off how much more variety. There is an audience, too. You can't say there's not an audience for that. Think about it. If you heard that Poppy was going to perform live on TV and you... In hindsight, saw Ice-T like, accepting award on stage with body counts. Those are two big moments right there. That's diversity right there, too. Someone just said diversity, yeah. To get any TV time, though, that could, like the things I said, six minutes of a three-plus-hour show they could have done. Will they do that next year? At the Grammys. Let them know, because I don't know, guys. I'm still bitter now, now that I think about it. That, I really want to know what Trevor <laughs> Noah thought about Poppy. I need to know what Trevor Noah thinks about Poppy. That's a fair question, too. They were both there. Trevor Noah must have saw her. You know? Yeah. <sighs> Code Orange. Oh, yeah. Code, Code Orange would have been great to see how awkward they are accepting that award and freaking everyone out. Even I can admit Code Orange would have been too extreme for a live performance at the Grammys. And you know I maybe that's what's needed. Maybe, and you know I love Code Orange, but man, oh man, that would horrify people, (laughs) terrify people. Uh, That was my pick too. Underneath, I thought should have won, but regardless, we're spending so much time about the Grammys, guys. Moving on to something else that's stupid. Boy, that's a segue. I'm proud of that segue. You'll get what I mean. Mm. Um. Gretchen and I are both on the strong, strong debate and strong side of this that John Cooper of Skillet is an extremely nice man, great as could be, good live musician. Boy, oh boy, he is not smart with this whole COVID deal. He's just not. And Skillet Uh is making some weird choices and statements right now. Mm Mm-hmm. 
First, Skillet's John Cooper is not really convinced on we have to wait till July 4th, according to what the President Biden said, before everything can open up. His response, well, I'm confused. We have vaccines, don't we? Why can't we open up now? I'm looking at all the numbers decrease. Why couldn't we open up a month ago? Oh, dear. That's his hard stance. Yeah, he made some statements yesterday and against President Biden and saying, well, I've been looking at the stats. No one's asking for your statistical analysis on COVID cases, especially since some states are still really struggling. As I say, I didn't realize he was a scientist or in the medical profession or anything like that. So, <laughs> well, he cool. went on he went on Fox and Friends like last year. So, mm. think about that. He's the farthest thing from a scientist they have ever had. <laughs> they don't have scientists on Fox and Friends. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so, mm. with that, do I dare read a quote? Do it. Uh, okay. Dude, Again, he. I'll, I'll do it. Again, question can confirm. He's the nicest guy. He was. He complimented my makeup at Rockville. <laughs> that was the it first was, thing. That was like the first. That was so nice. That was like one of the first things he said to both of us too while we were setting up. But because that was, was before so the nice. album came out. It made my day. It did, and he was super nice. We talked to him a little bit after that. He complimented me, saying he's like already one. Like I was like a good interviewer, you know. Anyway. Quote from uh, his own podcast. I look at the COVID numbers. Am I crazy? I literally may be crazy. I look at the COVID numbers. That's a long two sentence too. I did not just rephrase that. That's him. Unless I'm being lied to, they seem to be dropping like crazy. I'm talking about not only numbers of deaths, but the number of people actually getting COVID. Hospitalizations, numbers are way down. They came out with new stuff about vaccines saying they're actually working better than people thought. I'm not vaccinated, but I know a lot of people that are. And all the numbers are like, it's 94% effective. All this really good news is coming out, it looks like. Then President Biden comes on and he's like, guys, we're going to get through this. It's going to be great. And we can have hope. And we're all coming back. So he gave this sort of uplifting speech. And said, so here's what we're going to try to do. July 4th, if things are good, you can have a few family members over for a cookout outside. That's not what he was referring to when he said that, by the way. (laughs) He was saying things are going to start opening up again with all your vaccinated family. And things will be back to normal July 4th. He ended that quote saying, I don't know what this means. I am so confused because we can't get real information. We're being lied to constantly. Why? Because everybody lies. Everybody has an agenda on TV. They feed you propaganda. That's it. That's the quote. So, that's the quote. Gretchen, how do you feel? First of all, I didn't realize he had a podcast. It's called Cooper Stuff. He does it with his wife. Cooper Stuff. That's that's creative. Well. Um... (laughs) anything it's a Um, lot yeah it's 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 weird but the reason i bring this up all this in his response because skillet is fed up with waiting you know what they're gonna do and i already told gretchen this because i shared over the news last week when i last week when i asked her about it they're going on a drive-in tour they're going to do a drive-in tour concerts a lot of bands have done that worked pretty well skillet's doing it a little bit different though um, they're not taking the big cities down. They're not going to those big uh, speedway amphitheaters and huge venues. No, no, no. They're going to a little bit small town tour. Really yep. small. They are going to cities with less than 5,000 people where they can actually just fit a stage in a field and have cars line up without having to pay fees and groundskeeping and things like that. This will be going on through April and May, and I can't stress enough, this is a small town tour. The reason I say this is because I asked two people. Gretchen was one of them, because there is a Virginia stop in Marion, Virginia. Gretchen, do you remember what, how you described Marion, Virginia? Um, I don't remember exactly how I explained it to you, but it's like middle of freaking nowhere. Correct. Um... It's just like I I looked at it on Google Maps um, and did the whole, you know, you can see the actual road and everything like that. Yep. And it's just the most um, 
yeah, redneck area I've ever seen. It's the picture Gretchen showed me was like of a bingo <laughs> hall and yeah. like a little like convenience store. And that's it in a field. Yeah. And pa- then there's like, there's the, the venue sign and it's like surrounded by American flags. And then the road to the venue is blocked off by just a rickety gate yeah. and it's gravel. And then within walking distance is the ABC store. Yes. There's a wa- there's an a- there's alcohol in walking distance of where they're going to have this concert to drive in. And it's just a grass field that cars can just drive on. So it's that way they like could they could plop up the they could prop up the stage at the drive-in or whatever they want to do if they have their own stage. And then I asked Crash because the show the tour starts in Mitchell, Indiana. Crash has never even heard of Mitchell, Indiana. It's <laughs> roughly an hour away from him. It's that small. And then the one I know, Cadet, Missouri, the second to last door, the last two stops are in Missouri. Cadet, Missouri is about an hour, 45 minutes south of St. Louis, close enough to where a big summer camp is. This is a town of less than 4,000 people. There is a small community college building and a Shoney's. That's it. This is a tour that is baffling to me. At what point, if you know that... You're going to be able to tour in July or August. Wait till July and August and have a real tour. I was about to say, why throw your money at this bum, you know, middle of nowhere tour? It it just makes no sense. And they, I'm, Mark Spectrum Pulse brought up a great point. Maybe they're trying to recoup costs they lost last year when they were supposed to perform a tour and like for album and producer fees and label fees and things like that and they'll get money out of this they will they are playing for a specific audience the audience that watches fox news on friday nights for entertainment that's it a show's in town we're going the skillet heads are playing what's their name bill i don't know jan but we're gonna go that's the audience they're gonna get money out of it they are See, I just feel like they're not going to get enough money out of it to make up for not only the cost of this tour, but the cost that they lost. And, I, and also, Gretchen and I can both confirm, I've seen Skillet many times, Gretchen has too, Skillet has a good live performance show with like live production value. Mm-hmm. It's not just four people playing on stage. They have effects, lights, pyro, smoke guns. Two things I got to say though. One, thank you, Devin, for the super chat. John Cooper would be like, hey, Biden, I do what I want because this is my life. Yes, very good. Skillet line. Number two, I am stopping the podcast because someone on YouTube asked a brilliant question. Yes. <laughs> on YouTube, someone asked, what in the world is a Shoney's? Uh, you don't want to know. If you don't know, please, please take the fact, that the, lack of information. The fact that Shoney's is not shut down across the country in pandemic is shocking. Shoney's is all-you-can-eat buffet breakfast. Breakfast all-you-can-eat buffet. So think Golden Corral or Old Country Buffet, but it's just breakfast food. No, it's more than that. Well, they have it more than that, but that's what it's known for. You go to Shoney's for breakfast. I was about to say, the one and only time I went, I got a burger and that thing bounced. Yeah, well, there you go. You go to Shoney's for breakfast. The, during a pandemic, the fa- a Shoney's during a pandemic, man, oh man. Anyway, that's just me. Take that for what it's worth. Oh my gosh. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurl. Skill, skillet at Shoney's. What a Friday night. Uh, so... If you're interested, the dates are on GetRock.net. If you want to go to a show, if you want to do the drive-in thing, I think it's like limit six car, six people to a car. And they're going through all the Midwest. They're not even doing that much of the South. This is mostly Midwest. Indiana, Ohio, Tennessee, Missouri. They do go down to Florida and Alabama just for a quick dip in the South. So, and then back up quick, to the Midwest. A quick dip. Quick little dip into Alabama and Florida. So... Yeah, someone on someone on Twitch. Before I go to the next topic, someone on Twitch just said, "Yeah, I live in Nola. And I'm surprised this uh, this Shoney still exists myself." That's Allie on Twitch. Yeah, I agree. The fact that Shoney still exists after the, after COVID that's shocking. So yeah. Uh, moving on. Sorry, always out of focus. Da, da, da. 
I do, I do have to say, Ivan just came in to check on me as I was making those vomit sounds. The Shoney sounds. Yes. <laughs> Mom, are you okay? Okay, so let's talk about some positive news now. Um, Lizzie Hale talking about upcoming Hailstorm music. Yay. Saying sooner than later for a new Hailstorm album. Yay. She talked about this with Matt Pinfield. It's been a roller coaster ride because we were riding over the record and eventually getting together right here in my home studio every single day before the lockdown happened, which I think tomorrow marks a year to the day. So she said this yesterday. It just feels like every single day we're getting more bad news. And we just basically made a decision like, okay, guys, until this blows over, <laughs> which we thought it would all blow over, let's everybody just stay at home. So the songwriting process kind of became more or less the relay sport, where it would start off with myself or myself and my guitar and Joe, and then we would pass it off to Josh, the bass player, and eventually send it to RJ, our, the drummer. And so we just end up building up this kind of drop box of ideas. At that point, the band started like including their producer, their editor, or editor, their mixer, and they'd go back and forth with that. And finally, just got a couple of weeks ago, we got asked to perform The Who's Long Live Rock, which is available now on Spotify. I'm going to play that. I'm going to kick off um, New Music Night with that, their cover of The Who's Long Live Rock. They did a great job with it. So they're saying two things. One, they want to tour desperately. And two, new music for a new album sooner than later. That's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Gretchen's a Hailstorm fan also. Yes. So I always still take pride that I got all the Rock Coliseum into Hailstorm when I convinced them to see them live. And that would change their minds. And it did. Oh, yeah, definitely such good performers yeah. live. This is the example of a band. Once you see Hailstorm live, you're a fan. Yep. Even if you never loved everything Hailstorm did when you heard them on the radio or you heard a song on Spotify, you see them live, you're an instant fan. That's mm -hmm. the type of effect Hailstorm has. So just wanted to point that out there. I think that's good. I'm looking forward to new um, Hailstorm music, as mm -hmm. I'm sure many people are. Moving on. Some really good news for Chevelle. Number one, there is new so their new album, Nothing Is Real and This Is a Simulation, which I have an album review on, on the channel. Broke the top 10 of Billboard's 200, and this is their many, this is now their fifth album, if I'm correct, to break the top 10 of Billboard's 200 every time they have an album come out. That's mm -hmm. huge. It's a bigger deal when you realize this is their first album in five years. People did not forget about Chevelle. People are still saying it's like they're listening to it right now. Got great reviews overall. So that's awesome. And now this is going to lead into the next topic, and then I'll bounce back, and you'll understand why. We're going to cover Billboard's mainstream top three songs of the week. Coming in at number three on mainstream rock, Billboard's mainstream rock chart is Foo Fighters Waiting on a War. Mm. At number two, falling from number one, is Papa Roach's The Ending. And then coming at number one, Self-Destructor by Chevelle. Huh. So they got another number one song under their list. Now, big, huge celebration for Chevelle. They reached number. They got another number one hit. They got an album that's doing really well. Everyone's ha most most if not all people are happy with the album and how it turned out. Here's the thing: it still kind of does prove my point that Billboard will play the same bands over and over again. And not give a lot of new bands a chance. Even a great band like Chevelle does fall under that category. I can't ignore them. But still, I am happy that Chevelle got that. Because it's a song worth being number one. You know? I mean, how many times have Gretchen and I had to hold back our, hold our tongues and not roll our eyes when we're labeling all these number one songs? How long was Godsmack's Unforgettable number one, Gretchen? Uh, like, um, five, years? yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say years too. <laughs> um, because like it came out in what 2018? Uh, the album did, yes, it did. Very good memory, it did, and it just stayed on the air. Uh, hello, John from ARTV, he's in the Twitch chat. We're gonna be doing riffage, I'll make a bigger pitch about that. Riffage on Twitch later this week, I'll make a bigger pitch about that at the end of the podcast. Oh, guys, I'm so glad Chevelle is number one. I'm glad their album's doing well. Billboard still has problems. And you look at the top 10, I'm not going to go over all the top 10, but it's still so many of the same names, including ACDC and Seether and, the, you know, Pop Evil. 
And there's nothing wrong with a lot of these names at all. Obviously, nothing wrong with ACDC. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's rare they give new bands a chance. The fact that Architects are on the top 10, period, is a miracle. Also, just want to give a little thing for Architects, too. They had the number one album in the UK of all genres. Like, the equivalent of the Billboard 200 over there. Mm. That's huge. So, very awesome to see that. So. Mm-hmm. Great for Chevelle. I'm very happy about that. Moving on. One cool thing for all you Seven Dust fans, they, their successful live stream of Animosity did so well. They're going to do two more live stream performances of their past albums, Home and Seasons. If you saw any of the, if the Seven Dust live stream uh, recently, let me know in the comments. I did not. I'm a big Seven Dust fan ever since I was in oh, sixth grade. Wow. They've, they've been around that long, you know? So I'm a big fan. I would love to see, know what they're going to do. And they're going to perform Home in entirety on a live stream. That's the album that put them on the map when they were performed at Woodstock 99. That's what made me a fan. Mm-hmm. So definitely worth checking that out as well. <sighs> Other cool things coming up right now with New Music Sunday and things like that. Serge Tankian has a new EP coming out this Friday. It is as bonkers as you would expect. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to do a review video. I was fortunate enough to get an advanced copy. I might do a written review if I have time, because it's an EP, five-track EP. One of the songs is available now. Um, It's also promoting a documentary. Mm. And boy, oh boy, that EP is just bonkers. He does not hold back on the words he uses. And I'll leave it at that. Mm. I think it'll do well. I think people will like it. But it's borderline shock for some of the verbiage he uses. So just be prepared to see some of that in the comments and things like that for when people start talking about the music again and everything else. So that Elasticity EP coming out for Serge Tanky in this Friday. Next Friday, we'll have new Evanescence for the first time in 10 years. I'll t- I'm hoping to get an album for that, the album Advance for that, so I can do a video album review. And I can talk about it to you guys on the podcast next week, hopefully. For those who are not aware, just a few hours ago, I uploaded a video on five American bands that do better overseas. Meaning there's the big bands that do well in America, but when you take their performance and success outside of America, in UK, Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, it explodes. Example of this, the best example is probably The Killers. I have people in the comment section thinking The Killers are a British band. They're from Las Vegas. The lead singer was Mormon. A lot of people don't even know that. Hmm. They do so much better in the UK. So good, in fact, their latest album that came out in 2020 that's less than a year old has already been certified like for sales in the UK. Not here. Um, yeah, The Killers do not get as much love in... Um, America as they do in England. In England, it might, they might as well be writing the next national anthem. So that's what this video is about. Five bands that have success like that. Gretchen just did her body mod Q&A on her channel. So if you want to hear some of the questions that Gretchen gets asked about body mod, lifestyle, tattoos, piercings, things like that, you can check out her channel at Go Gretchen. She's also on Twitch now as well. She is going to be a Dead by Daylight champion at this rate. So... <laughs> Um, somebody did ask if I play, I do play with her every now and then off stream. I am the rookie. She is the expert. So if I ever do play with her on her stream, it would be her telling me what to do. So keep that in mind. Other than that, this is the big one. We have Riffage coming up this Thursday with John from ARTV. I already have 15 music videos downloaded and from suggestions only. Not ones I picked out. Ones suggested on Twitter and on Discord. All from you guys. John is in for quite a treat. And uh, I gotta say, some are great and a lot of fun. Some are awesome. Some are so ridiculous, I can't believe they exist. It's that collection of music videos, guys. So, I'll just leave that right there. I really think this is going to be a blast. And if Riffage goes well on Thursday, again, I'm going to wake it so that way next time I can get more than one person on screen with me. 
So that way Riffage is more of a party. It's not just two people. It might be three or four. If we can make that happen. Also, finally, John and I will have a big announcement on Riffage. So if you want to hear what that announcement is, just tune into Riffage. This Thursday night will start at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on the Twitch channel. On YouTube, it'll, all you have to do is just follow on Twitch, follow me on Twitter. I see a lot of people on YouTube still talking about Surge, yeah, and hoping that new Evanescence album is good. I hope so, too. I like the last single they put out, Better Without You. I thought that was the best single they put out in a long, long time. So take that for what it's worth, guys. I think we have a lot of positive stuff to look forward to. We'll have more festival news coming up as well, probably in the next few weeks, just with what they're announcing. So, John, <laughs> I, I'm so everyone on YouTube and on the podcast is aware that's listening on the Spotify and podcast. John just spoiled the surprise by saying we're pregnant. Oh, John, you were just so excited to let everyone know. That's right. John's carrying the baby. <sighs> the people I work with. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, thank you guys again for listening and tuning in live. Thank you so much for bearing with us for any issues. Hopefully, we'll have more content for you coming soon. I'm working on a few surprises and another long video, as well as another album review. So I'll have quite a few more videos coming out this month, even though we're on the 16th, so we're halfway there. And then I really think you'll like Riffage. Tune in. It's fun. It's dumb fun, but it's fun. And I think you'll get that, too. If you watched the last one with Crash, you'll understand. So, Gretchen, is there anything you would like to end with? No. Just wash your hands. Social distance. Get the vaccine get if the, you can. Get the vaccine if you're if, able. If you can, because I just found out that two family members of mine are actually allergic to the ingredients in the shots. Right. So, so they can't get it. Correct. <laughs> so they'll have to wait. So get it for the get it get it to protect people who can't exactly because if everyone else has it but the person that doesn't have can't get it you can still go around those people then everyone else is vaccinated see how the vaccine works mm-hmm. so hopefully you get that and hopefully everyone else is taken care of everyone's very confused about john from artv being pregnant well that's that's what you get for throwing confusion in there john preguntant preguntant apparently <laughs> Preg- uh, I also see Pregart in the chat. God, I love that video. Pregart? <laughs> no, there's a video that someone did where um, on Yahoo Answers, they went through and got a compilation of incorrect spellings for pregnant. And then they just read them all. That sounds so about right. so those are some of the different ways. That sounds about I'm right. Preguntant? Everyone knows <laughs> the correct pronunciation is Preggers. So... <laughs> Thank you guys again as we fade away. I'm going to send a raid on Twitch. Thank you guys on YouTube for tuning in. I saw a lot of good interaction on YouTube. Thank you guys for joining in the chats. No, I will not be showing John the ICP Magnets video. No, no, no. So thank you guys again. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy Shoney's if you're going to go eat there. Ew, or don't. <laughs> Just don't. Just don't eat Shoney's. Yeah, that's actually. Don't give out, man, don't give out oh, bad advice. Like oh, that. Gretchen does have something she wants to end with. What's that, Gretchen? <laughs> don't eat Shoney's. Don't eat Shoney's. Don't eat. <laughs> oh, God. Why it's... would you even try and offer that? <laughs> well, there goes my sponsorship opportunity. Dang it. Oh, <laughs> I don't darn. know if I could do I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I could do Manscaped. I don't know if I could do Shonies. <laughs> Trash. Mm. Thank you guys again as we fade away. If you're on Twitch, stay tuned. I'll send a raid. If you're on the podcast listening forums, we'll join us next time. Thank you guys for listening on Spotify. We'll see you.